Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we celebrate Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of Discovery in either a weekly or fortnightly time frame. Uh, I am your host, Zach Armstrong, along with, oh, oh no, Ed is, Ed is deep in the crucible. He is not here right now. He is on a journey to find, to find out how to sweat. He is on a journey to figure out how to be competitive. Uh, it's a journey he may never return from, folks, because I just... Don't know if he has it in him. He just giggles too much when he plays Keyforge and tries to pronounce words like Odawak. But uh, we wish him happy journeys, and hopefully he will return uh, healthy, hail, and uh, still the Ed we know and love at some point. Uh, but today I am joined once again by Asher Nupp, who is here for the Deck Discovery episode. Uh, welcome back, Asher. Thank you so much for coming back. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. It's uh, such a pleasure being here. Shame uh, Ed couldn't be here. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, a shame, a shame indeed. But uh, as the regular listener will know, uh, we have a topic episode with a person where we get to know them a bit and then dive into a main topic. And last week, we talked with Asher about Asher's own Cinderella story, uh, doing uh, not so hot at the Vault Tour Atlanta going in, uh, expecting just to have fun and accomplishing that with an 0-6 record, uh, but then top aiding many large competitive events and then sweeping a sealed prime in Virginia, you would say, earning his world's invite. So definitely go back and check that out. If you have not heard it, we dive into Asher's philosophy uh, behind all those competitive events and how he still just uh, chooses to go for enjoyment and and the, the competitive success has followed and a few tips and tricks uh, on that inside of, uh, inside of choosing to, to enjoy things. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about a deck that is unique to Asher, a deck that is special to Asher. And so Asher, what is the name of this deck and uh, where did you get it? Uh, the deck name is Saltus, the Rioter of Buildings. Saltus has a P in the front. Uh, and I I got it at a sealed, uh, DC, a sealed prime event in Washington, D.C., that's awesome. And that that's the uh, aforementioned Prime event uh, where this deck uh, and you earned a World's Invite together, right? Correct. The deck happened to go undefeated, earning me the one of my first invites to a gaming event ever. <laughs> that is uh, that that is awesome. Uh, so tell us tell us what the houses are within this deck and then tell us what um, what some of the key combos are with this deck and, and how you think it, it went. What are the key combos that helped it go undefeated? Aside from your piloting, of course. So the deck the deck houses are Bromnar, Saurian, and Untamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Worlds happen- Collide, I believe. Worlds Collide, correct. Uh, and you may be thinking, oh, it's got Bromnar. It's not a great deck. 
but it actually has a couple <laughs> of great key combos in there with uh, Robnari. I think the, I don't think any of the deck could fire without any one of the other houses. Mm, uh, really? Right. I think everything in there is just uh, it's just reliant on the others because it has an engine in there, but I don't get the engine going because I've basically played every other house. And what are, what are those key parts of the engine? Your your pistons and your your gas tank. I mentioned this last week, but the one of the biggest ones is Fangtooth Cavern and an Untamed and Pile of Skulls, which are two artifacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fangtooth reading at the end of your turn, destroy the least powerful creature, mm-hmm. and Pile of Skulls reading uh, each time an enemy creature is destroyed during your turn, a friendly creature captures one Ember. So this is a great. Uh, combo in that you are able to not have to worry about always controlling your opponent's ember you can just let you can just passively let fangtooth and pile of skulls do it for you yeah as long as you have the creatures out and they have at least one creature out you can uh it's a pretty good uh combo for that Uh, some of the other uh fun things in the deck uh it's got a Mimicry card in there, mm. uh, which I think is one of my top five favorite cards of uh, Keyforge. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, which reads: when you play this card, treat it as a copy of an action card in your opponent's discard pile, which mm-hmm. basically allows that card to be either the best in your opponent's deck. Uh, so they play an action card, and then you just play it right back on uh, on the, on your turn, mm-hmm. uh, which can be quite uh brutal at certain uh at certain times a few other uh combinations with the uh and untamed with this uh, deck i think would have to be unnatural selection uh nature's call and then a punctuated equilibrium sure and uh the unnatural selection works quite well with pile of skull doesn't it <laughs> yes it does uh you put out six creatures, I'll capture three of it with a, a natural selection. Yeah, and uh, and I know that uh, half the time that was going on to a Centurion Stenopius, right? Whenever he was out? A Centurion, yes, uh, exactly. A Centurion Stenopius. Uh, and that usually is in co- accompanied with a upgrades, the Calypian Ideal, mm-hmm. which is uh, the creature, uh, this creature gains, you may spend Ember on this creature as if it were in your pool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just... Saltus captures a lot of your opponent's ember onto a uh, creature, and then you can just spend that ember on uh, that next turn, or even with a key charge, mm-hmm. uh, which oh, it has. Gosh. Yeah, so, like a key charge in there, so you could unnatural selection, and if the Caligpian ideal is out there, you can just key charge right away. Right. Wow. There, there's a there's a there's another combo you mentioned in there, which um, some people may not have been subjected to, so they might not have the scars from it yet, like like I and I do, and some others do. Uh, but but nature's call and punctuated equilibrium. Uh, how did you use that to the chagrin of many an opponent? Uh, so I I literally learned this combo at the event because I sure. was playing with it, <laughs> and it was my first yep. deck that ever had it. Uh, but it's where Fangtooth doesn't get the uh where you can't get your opponent's creatures the nature's mm-hmm. call can definitely get those creatures uh especially if they have a bunch of upgrades on them since uh this was world's clyde there is star uh, alliance yeah. with uh, a lot of upgrades um you get it on uh 
you can use it to avoid destruction events from uh, creatures. Uh, you can get it to just discard upgrades. And then you do that with the punctuated equilibrium. Uh, so you make them return it to their hand, and they just straight up discard the creatures you return to their hand. Mm-hmm. So it's even <laughs> great uh, if your opponent has like cards like Infernus, where you just like return the Infernus to your, your opponent's hand, and then they're going... Why'd you just give me Infernus back? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I can just play this on you again, and then you punctuate uh, the, their hand. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, quite a fun uh, event if you can't if you can't target the, uh, their cards with Painted Cavern. Yeah that that is that is pretty brutal. And uh, shout out to a, a friend of ours of yours and mine, Asher uh, Jared of Team Knowledge's Power. Um, who I think, uh, if I remember right, loves it when you play Mimicry. He's just he's just really into you getting Mimicry and playing Mimicry all the time. I think I he has a different uh, <laughs> mindset about my me playing Mimicry. Am I am I remembering that incorrectly? Is I thought Jared loves Mimicry. Mimicry. <laughs> well, mimicry. Mimicry. <laughs> mimicry. <laughs> yeah, I've I played what was that the sealed triad in uh, DC. That was mm-hmm. the uh, Grand uh, Championship? Wasn't yes, yeah, the U.S. Grand Championships. Yeah. That's where we got I, to... Oh, wait, no, uh, Vault Tour Richmond is where we, we got to hang out with, with them. With I, uh, I think we hung out with them both, and both of them. Because we met up in D.C. and then hung out in... Because uh, I, I definitely oh, played right. against Jared yes. and... Uh, no, you're right. You're uh, right. Is it Jason? Uh, yes, Jared Jim? and Jason. Of, uh, yeah, of, of I definitely played against power. both of them in the Sealed Triad event. Nice. That's right. That's right. You're you're correct. You're correct. Yeah, we we met them. We met them in the first place and hung out with them at the second as well. Right. But uh, I had a deck that had mimicry, and I think I played it three times uh, against them. And I think it was three times in a turn in a game. Uh, and he just it was uh, devastating to him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and because of that, I also picked up a triple mimicry deck, specific, mm. uh, specifically. Uh, the next time I uh, run into him, you you purchased a deck specifically to troll one single person. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's Keyforge, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. So uh, we've we've talked about a lot of the fun stuff in the Untamed. We've got the Unnatural Selection on there, Fangtooth, Punctuated, Nature's Call, Memory Key Charge. Man, lots of lots of fun, lots of really fun, interesting tools in there. Uh, what what are the Saurian and the Brabnar doing? How are they working for the deck towards the deck's win condition? So the Saurians has, I think, the most creatures of the three houses, mm-hmm. um, I believe. And then it has the... Uh, so it also has the Redder Gallum, the Increase Your Opponent's Key Calls, which is a uh, wonderful tool. However, it is a three power, and it kind of works against the Fangtooth. But I think it's one of the lower uh, creatures in there, so it's... I don't mind just making their keys cost plus three and then killing it off next turn. Sure, sure. Uh, but it also has. I think you've mentioned the Centurion Stenopius already, mm-hmm. which is and the, uh, what's yeah what's what's his text for people who might not remember. So it's a three power two armor creature, and it uh, says Centurion Stenopius gets plus three power for each Ember on it, mm. uh, and it's a play fight reap. You may exalt uh, Centurion Stenopius. So. If I don't have ways to capture one to it or anything, I can just exalt it to make it six power and be avoid uh, avoid the faint tooth immediately. 
Yeah, yeah. But that is great with the pile of skulls because I can just dump a bunch of Ember on there when I kill opponent's creatures. Uh, and then it's at like plus 32 power or whatever. Right. That, that's not a multiple of three. Uh, <laughs> plus 30 power. He's cheating. He has a 32 power Stenopius. That's cheating. Uh, but it also has two upgrades in there, which I think might be the only uh, Saurian upgrades in Worlds Collide. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly. But it's the yeah. Copian Ideal, mm-hmm. which is the you may spend Ember. The creature gains you may spend Ember on this creature as if it were in your pool. Right. Right. Uh, so that I was talking about that earlier, where you can just capture a bunch of your opponent's Ember, and then just immediately use it to forge with a key charge or right. Right. Uh, wait a turn, and then it also has the Imperial Scutum uh, upgrade, which is this creature gets plus two armor. And then it gains destroyed. Move each ember on this creature to the common supply. So mm. if your opponent is able to kill off Centurion Sonopius, they're not getting all that ember back. Right, uh, right. With the ideal setup being with that, at least one, if not both, of those upgrades on Centurion Sonopius, who is large and uh, about to make you a couple keys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, f- a few other fun ones. It's got Library of Polyosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's. Uh, mitigates some of the exalting that the deck does mm-hmm. and they also yeah. help, uh, remove ember that you've captured uh, so it's useful it's probably my if i could rank the artifacts it would be pile of skulls and faint tooth at the top and then library of poliosaurus next sure uh, just in terms of usefulness but uh it's it's got its moments uh, yeah and then it also has the legatus raptor in there which allows you, it has a fight ability. You may exalt uh, the creature if you do it ready and use another friendly creature. So it allows you to quickly uh, use out of house creatures, such as uh, the Rusknar, if your opponent has artifacts that you need to destroy, or Tentadlin, which actually can be quite useful in uh, Worlds Collide. <laughs> sure, yeah, trying to, to discard a random card from the, the archives there, certainly. Right. It's, it came in uh, use plenty of times in uh, the event. Really? So, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and it's got uh, three creatures that have taunt, so it's you can set up a couple of uh, safety nets for your creatures if your opponent has the fight to get rid of creatures. Sure, sure. So yeah, that is the s- main bulk of the Saurian uh, house. Yeah, and then uh, I know the last one you've got left is Brabnar, which is... Uh, famously, famously derided as just the worst house in worlds collide. So, uh, what what is special about this Brabnar house in particular? How how has it how has it redeemed the house Brabnar at least for you? Uh, getting you getting you the the prime win. So I think mainly it has a couple of the Call of the Archon cards that made Brabnar popular. <laughs> <laughs> so the the answer to why does this world's collide Brabnar good is because it has co- uh, Coda Brabnar cards. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, it's got pile of skulls, oh, yep, which was pile I of skulls. Coda. It's got mm-hmm. Iron Obelisk, which is a good fake out for your opponents. It doesn't in come this in, deck. In this, in this deck, deck. Yeah. yeah, because it only has four Brabnar creatures, which right. are both, which are all four power. So. Right, it's, uh, Two, two Alaka and two Shorty. And Shorty, there's li- almost almost literally no way to put damage on Shorty. Right. <laughs> so 
Iron Obelisk is a good uh, mind trick for your opponent because they, they see it and they're like, that's a big target. Let me get right. rid of that. And that's then they leave your pile of skulls. No, and, not. <laughs> yeah, and then they leave your pile of skulls and Fangtooth out. <laughs> right, uh, right. It also has Trimmer, which allows you to uh, stun a creature and both of its neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Smith, which allows you to... Uh, it gives you an ember, and then if you have more creatures than your opponent, you gain two ember. Uh, yeah. Which is, surprisingly, the Bromnar can have bursting turns in this. Uh, hmm. Which is not always the case in a Bromnar house, but in this sure. house, it can, <laughs> if you have the right combination of Bromnar cards, it can definitely burst out. Uh, I think my favorite card in it is a Legacy Punch. Legacy Punch. I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. Which does allow you, if you need to, target your own Bromnar creatures and put damage on it, in case they're, uh, in case you need to activate the Iron Obelisk. Mm-hmm. But usually, it's just great to get rid of a uh, another creature on your opponent's side. And then uh, Bar- Berserker Slam is uh, also in there, which uh, is works great with the uh, Pile of Skulls because that allows you to deal four damage to a flank creature, and if it if that damage destroys that creature, its controller loses one. So if you're able to target a creature and destroy it, your opponent loses one, and then you also capture one. So it's a great uh, yeah. removal for Ember. Yeah, that is great, especially with the pile of skulls. Yeah, that is uh, Berserker Slam, definitely one of the one of the better uh, Worlds Collide Brabnar cards, uh, definitely. Right. So we. We, uh, I love this overview of the deck, and um, of course, this was the, the deck you played at, at the prime. So, uh, tell us, tell us some of the, tell us some of the the, the battle stories um, from from that prime. What were a few moments with that deck where you were discovering these combos and getting some, just getting some feel good moments, discovering some combos and and shutting people down with these weird but highly effective combos. I remember one. One game, my opponent had a, a Star Alliance uh, house or a Star Alliance deck, yeah, and they had a, a subject, not subject Kirby, that because that's mass mutations. Uh, come uh, officer Kirby. Come officer Kirby. Thank you. Yes, before and... the accident. <laughs> and I think three or four upgrades on Kirby, and one of those upgrades happened to be Light of the Archons. Okay. So they had like a seven power Kirby, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have, besides the unnatural selection, I don't have amazing ways of getting rid of the creature. Uh, sure. I also think they had it warded. But this cool. is when I learned about the Nature's Call punctuated equilibrium combo, because I, I was able to use unnatural uh, selection to pop the ward and then straight up return Kirby to their hand. I think that might have been a point where they're like, you're returning Kirby to my hand, but that allows me to play another card. <laughs> right. Uh, but then punctuated comes into play and uh that i think punctuated is my one of my other top five favorite cards in uh keyforge that's awesome uh, alongside alongside mimicry uh so i have to ask with all the experience you have with this deck how many of your top five keyforge cards ended up in this deck <laughs> i think most of them most so of them yeah Key charge is one of those uh mimicry punctuated equilibrium so i think Actually, all the top five of my cards all happen to be untamed. Oh, sure. Yeah, as you, you mentioned uh, last episode, uh, if uh, dear listener, if you're 
uh, hearing that uh, Asher is definitely uh, a very uh, loves Untamed as a player. So it's unsurprising, especially because you got so many of those great Untamed cards from Worlds Collide in this deck. Uh, I think another one is Nature's Call. So I think I have four in this deck mm. that are probably my top <laughs> favorite. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. So yeah. Uh, was uh, was the final uh, like the very the very like the final for the crown for the world's invite? Uh, was that a best of three or a best of one? And and how did that match go? So the first uh, so it was a top uh, the final four matches that I played mm-hmm. was the top cut. Uh, it was best of one until the very final match, which was a best sure. of three. Uh, sure, I believe. Uh, I believe I managed to. So as a, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it's undefeated. So every single match I played, even the uh, best of three, I went, uh, I didn't lose with this deck. Oh man, you went two uh, and zero in the best of three. Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, which I, I thought was a little surprising because I thought the person I was playing against was gonna be able to. Uh, he had, I think, some of the tools in the deck that could mm. counter Saltas, but I don't think he sure. had them out at the uh, right times. Sure. Uh, sure. But uh. Yeah, those games were, I think, were pretty close, except for one of those. And that was a comeback game uh, where the opponent mm. had two keys and I was able to come back with uh, the all three keys. Uh, so two, two, two keys, two keys to zero. And then you you got your engine turned on, stopped him in his tracks and uh, went one, two, three keys. Right. So wow. one of the things with Saltus is it for most decks. It requires the Fangtooth and Pile of Skulls. Uh, so if you don't get those out when you uh, early, then it can definitely hurt. It can definitely slow down the game for Saltus. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I was able. That's why I was down two keys. But once I got the Pile of Skulls out, I was able to uh, slow my opponent down just enough to get back to the three keys. That's uh, that's awesome, and that shows uh, just how powerful that that combination. Uh, is in this deck especially piloted well by you that you were you had gotten the relatively bad draw you hadn't seen the pile of skulls and the fang tooth together yet but once you got the engine turned on it wasn't too late even if the opponent was moving towards their final key because you were able to come back and just keep your crazy fang tooth pile of skulls amber control turned on for the for the win that's pretty awesome i think one of the matches i went up against it might have been the third of those four matches I went up against. Mm-hmm. The the opponent happened to have double hawks, oh, which no. are the shadows uh, action cards that just destroy straight up destroy a artifact. Yeah, uh, and I luckily uh, he luckily well for me it was luckily that he played it one of those turn one and then he never saw the second one till the oh. end of the game. <laughs> so I was able to sneak my uh, artifacts in there between those two and was able to control the game pretty well. Yeah. And uh, that was in sealed. He was not expecting even a smart player might burn the Hawk, not expecting there to be an insanely powerful artifact engine. That's about to drop in the next few turns. Right. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, cause it could easily be the wrong call in a sealed match where you don't know what's coming. It could easily it. be the wrong call to hold your hawk. You like you don't know what's coming. That just might be a wasted card for right for a it, while. It may never yeah. trigger, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it was a uh, yeah. That was one of those games where I was 
I breathed a sigh of relief when I saw him play the first hawk. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, well, there's at least one hawk in this deck, and now it's gone. So right. <laughs> I do think I I do think I overheard people talking. Uh, it was a fairly small room, so yeah, you could overhear yeah. people talking about decks, and I think I overheard about a triple hawk deck, which I did not luckily did not go against. Ah, uh, sure, event. yeah. Yeah, Keyforge being very matchup dependent, so fortunately you you didn't have to see that one. Right. Uh, so kind of the, the last question about Saltus here. Saltus, of course, excelled in, in Sealed with all of its crazy tricks that uh, people couldn't really prepare for as you as you just uh, wailed on them with it and got your engine going and and then uh, and took victories even from back from two keys down. Uh, but uh, going forward with Saltus, uh, what what kind of competitive game variant, what Keyforge variant do you think Saltis uh, will do well in going forward? Do you see yourself taking Saltis to an Archon solo event? Do you see yourself taking Saltis to a uh, adaptive sort of situation? Where where do you see Saltis's future for you? I think it would have to be Archon solo. Mm. Um, I I have thought of the Archon uh, adaptive with the deck, but I think being able to show my opponent the moves before they play it ah uh, sure may hurt me a lot i haven't had a chance to really play against this deck so i'm not sure how i can uh i know how it plays but i don't know how if i can able to play around it right to uh, take it apart to sure. take it apart Be- just because i know how it just because i know how it works doesn't mean i can uh break it down uh, right depending on the opponent's <laughs> deck uh, right but um i think it would have to be archon solo yeah certainly and uh, i think i think also for a particular reason it's a good match for archon solo for you asher is the principle you talked about for uh going to these big competitions you know maybe one will be archon solo one day i know you and i have had uh, an awful lack of them maybe not an awful lack sealed is great sealed mm-hmm. is great and i i love sealed but uh, there's been very few archon events in our you know, the, the Southeast US. But another great reason I think why this is a good fit for Archon Solo is that first principle you talked about at competitive events is play a deck you enjoy. And I know that you adore Saltus Rider of Buildings, not just because it got you your invite to Worlds, uh, but also because this deck is completely wacky and off the wall. And that is how you love to play games, whether it's Keyforge or something else. Correct. <laughs> I just love the way it it feels it feels uh, smooth once you get those uh once you get the engine it just feels like it uh flows fairly well mm-hmm. with how you play it's just but it's a, it's a little clunky at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, but once you get the engine going it's just it's a, a smooth ride with the deck <laughs> that's awesome just just like a car get the engine going it's a smooth ride love it <laughs> <laughs> Well, Asher, uh, thank you so much for coming back on to Call of Discovery and bringing uh, Saltus Rider of Buildings along with you. This was an awful lot of fun to hear about this deck that uh, got you that world's invite. Yeah, this was very fun. I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do, I, I do, uh, I feel like, I don't know if this is a, technically a conflict of interest, but I should mention uh, to our listeners that um, as long as I remain somehow in your good graces, uh, that this deck also won the world's invite that I will get to worlds on, i.e. Uh, I. your world's invite. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're still invited uh, with me so long at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out just how tenuous that is here. Um, 
but uh yeah thanks again for joining us um so if you are enjoying Call of Discovery and you're willing and able to support us monetarily, our Patreon is linked below. Uh, at a certain level, you can put your own weird and wonderful decks in the spotlight where Ed and I will bring them uh, bring them on the podcast and talk about them. And any Patreon level comes with access to our Patreon-only Discord where you can have a say in our future, hear news from me and Ed about what our plans are uh, for the future, and you get to hear about what guests are coming on and ask questions uh, like we did uh, last episode from Sky Jedi and Robert Downs asking questions of Asher of uh, about his Cinderella story. So go check that out if you haven't. Please, uh, and even if you're not a Patreon, hit us up and let us know what you'd want to see more or less of in future shows. You can do that by hitting us up at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. That's podcast at callofdiscovery.com. Uh, if you can, please subscribe and leave a review on your regular podcast app. If you leave a particularly over-the-top one like Shap Station did a number of weeks ago, we will read it out dramatically on the air for, for, all, for all to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so definitely follow us there, interact with us there. And most importantly, if you think a friend will enjoy the show, please help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? Discovery.